0: Hey mama, welcome to the lovely life podcast. I'm Amy, a wife, mother, and nurse turned spiritual life coach who has spent a majority of her life doing all the things I thought I was supposed to do. Until one day I realized that by doing the things I thought I should do, instead of the things that my intuition was calling me to do, I was single-handedly sabotaging my own life, marriage, career, and relationships. It's my belief that every woman was put on this earth to do incredible things, no matter what that looks and feels like for her. It's my passion to help other women like me take back their personal power and realize how truly incredible and capable they are of changing their own story and finally living the lovely, fulfilling, and aligned life that their heart and soul truly craves. I'm so glad you're here and it's my sincerest hope that by sharing my own journey navigating through personal growth, marriage, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and building a life I love to wake up to, you feel empowered to do the same. Hello, hello, welcome to the lovely life podcast. Oh my God, I still can't believe that I'm sitting here recording this episode. This has been such a long time coming for me. I remember a year ago, literally being in a Reiki session, (laughs) this is my first ever experienced with a Reiki healer and one of the big memories I have from that session was having this vision pop into my mind of a microphone and knowing that I had thought about a podcast um, at the time when I saw that I my mind immediately went there but my fear and ego automatically kicked in and what proceeded from you know that time a little over a year ago over this last year was truly one of the most healing, transformative years of my life, which is why we're here now. I'm here, and I finally have listened to my intuition of launching this podcast because of the journey that I've been on, and because of. All that I've learned and the passion that it's instilled in me and the things that I have been able to work through. I finally understand now the difference between fear that's coming from trying to protect us, fear that's trying to, you know, keep us safe, our, our primal fear, and the fear of ego and where the ways that our ego sabotage us. So, Well, before I get into a ramble of all of those things, I just want to first and foremost thank you for being here and thank you for supporting this journey of mine. Um, I want to start with just a little bit of about me (laughs) Um, and just kind of give you a little background um, of who I am and where I've come from and what has led me here. Where I currently am. So at the time of recording this, I am actually 33, almost 34 weeks pregnant with my second baby. And I, we are not finding out the gender, FYI. So um, it is a crazy, wild time. I am also recovering from COVID. Um, So if you hear deep breathing or coughing or anything like that, that is why. And I, my husband is. So I am married. I've been married for almost five years in June. And I have a almost two-year-old son named Rhett. And my husband is actually a union lineman. So interesting about that is that that means he travels a lot. It's in, He works outside. He works with power lines. Um, so pretty much all year long, I live a... Majority, majorly single parent life, um, and that is very much a part of my story, and that's very much a part of what has um, fueled my desire to of personal growth and getting more in alignment with myself and my own passions, desires, and the intuition within me. But he is currently away. So I have been solo parenting it on my own for the last few days and, you know, recovering from the sickness and here I am launching a podcast. <laughs> so we've been married for almost five years, um, but prior to that, I am a nurse. So I've been a nurse for a little over 10 years, actually more than 10 years, and my whole life pretty much has been people-pleasing. Uh, From the time that I was really little, I just, I'm the middle child. I just very much have this story of, in remembering and memories of just doing whatever I could do for my parents, for my family, so that everyone could be happy. That was all I literally wanted as a kid. I wanted to feel accepted. I wanted to belong. I wanted my big sister to You know, let me hang out with her. I wanted to fit in so desperately. Um, And I just remember feeling such big emotions around, you know, seeing people in pain, seeing my parents get upset or whatever. I just always wanted to prevent it. And I really see that now as being like the start of something that ended up being a really big story and narrative in my life. And You know, I always grew up kind of in service of people. I worked at nursing homes. Um, I was a cashier or whatever, you know, who wasn't a cashier when they were in high school. But anyway, I worked in nursing homes and I knew in some way, shape or form, I wanted to help people. Um, But I just felt this pressure that I think so many of us, if you're a millennial, I feel this so deeply in my soul and I feel like you will relate that we just come from an achievement mentality, we just come from this, we were in the age of when technology really started to take off, when comparison really started to not just be something that followed us in our childhood and in school, but then became like in, you know, we were introduced to Facebook and social media and Instagram and it was there's just has been so much noise over these last few years so no longer was it just like you deal with that when you're younger and then you have time some space more to like follow your own you know follow your own path i feel like i felt the pressure very early on to just be a success to succeed to achieve Um, get a job go to go get go to school for something that was going to get me a job get me income and quote-unquote make me a success in the eyes of my family and this in the eyes of others Um, so I could feel good about myself pretty much and that really led me nowhere (laughs) um it's so interesting for me to look back because every choice that I've made that was a should. That was something that I felt like I I needed to do because I felt like it was the best thing. It was going to make, you know, everybody else happy. Always led to it it never worked out. Like I, you know, I, I applied to PA school. I didn't want to be a PA. <laughs> like I knew I wanted to work in healthcare of some sort. I want, I knew I wanted to help people. Period. I didn't know what that meant. I was all over the board. I thought about, you know, being a dietitian. I thought about being um, a therapist. I thought about being a baker. <laughs> I thought about, you know, but, you know, it didn't make sense. It didn't line up. And I don't know if you can relate to that. But, you know, my father worked at a, a university at the time or still does. And when we got tuition um, discount, so I obviously had to go there or somewhere that you know allowed transferring within and so I chose the practical choice and the choice the practical choice is PA was PA so I applied I got in I don't know how and I literally just followed the path and as soon as I got into it though it didn't feel right like I just this is what like sticks with me for so many things in my life which just I, it made me feel like such a failure at the time. Like, you know, when you do something, you think, oh, well, I got in, you know, this is going to be great, you know, and then you get in and you're you're flunking chemistry and bio and you're getting D's on your tests and you're feeling like you're the dumbest kid in your class and, you know, you just are comparing and seeing all these other people and, you know, I just struggled so much with my self-image and that was really transcended for me big time with body image growing up, but what I didn't even realize was just like how widespread that was within me and I really feel like it was because it came from that need to please, that need to, you know, I would put others ahead of myself from the very beginning and that was just something that I picked up and I learned and I just thought it was who I was I thought it was selfless I thought it was a great I thought this was just who I am I'm sensitive I I I just I'm always going to like feel like the I'm never gonna be qu- the leading lady I'm never gonna be the leader that's just not me right um that played out in so many ways in in school and in my career, and within friendships, like, I just never quite felt like I fit in, I never felt like I quite had all the right friends, um, you know, I just kind of, I took, <laughs> it sounds so awful, but if they were willing to have me, I was willing to be had, <laughs> and I just felt like I wanted to be needed, I wanted to be, and you know, that need for fulfillment and to feel loved, to feel enough, to feel worthy. Um, I depended so much on my externals for that. And it just led to a lot of bouncing around within my, in my, in my life. You know, I, I literally just never could feel enough. I never could get rid of that feeling of anxiousness. I could never get rid of that feeling of overwhelm. And I remember when I, finally, you know, PA school ended up not working out because I ended up flunking. I didn't get my GPA up. I couldn't keep my GPA up that first year. So I ended up um, taking a whole year of just like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And still I, I felt so like it at the time to me, it felt like alignment of choosing to become a nurse because I again I I knew I wanted to help people and I knew I wanted more intimate you know one-on-one and I didn't see that for myself as a PA anyway Um, I wanted more of the interaction with patients and you know again people I loved talking to people (laughs) So at the time, I, I looked at that as like a sign. You know, maybe nursing is what I'm meant to do. And I applied, I got in, and it all worked out. And once again, I'm like, this is it. This is the answer. This is where my life is supposed to go. Um, And I got through nursing school and, you know, I, again, like, it felt I think we just get so distracted sometimes, at least that's for me. Like when you're in the midst of the goal of achieving, you're just so focused on the doing. You're just so, it feels good in a way to just have that direction of doing when you're, when that's like, that's a safety, that's a safety feeling for me of, or used to be of just like doing, doing, doing. But then I reached the goal. I remember graduating and feeling like I literally was in nursing orientation and everyone was talking about going on for nurse practitioner school, and i I started working, and I'm like, "This is it. This is what it is. like I work three twelves a week. I don't really get paid <laughs> what I should be getting paid i am we it's common that we work short staffed, I'm always stressed out. um I have to work nights and days and flip flop, and I never feel like a human. And I'm literally just, like, a zombie. (coughs) Like, I just, it just didn't, I just remember feeling like, oh, my God. Like, this isn't lighting me up, you know. And I felt, like, you know, efficient, (laughs) I guess. Independence was, like, you know, what I was striving for at the time. Like, to be on my own and to be paying my own bills, But again, I feel like I, I wasn't feeling that fulfillment and that just led me down another, you know, other paths of self-sabotage. You know, my body image came back with a vengeance. Um, My poor, my relationship with my body. I remember feeling like if I didn't run, which I didn't get to run, running was like my only form of exercise because I was deathly afraid of going to the gym because I didn't want to be around people, and to be seen, all of that made me so uncomfortable. So I was a runner, quote unquote, and I, um, you know, literally like would be in a depression on my days off, if the weather was, didn't work out, and I couldn't get out for a run, I immediately would feel like shit, I wasn't feeling my body properly, and because of that, I was, you know, restricting myself, Probably drinking too much, and I was just in a really low place. And I, what I did in those times, and for many years throughout that time as a young nurse, I bought things. I went to Target. I would drop two hundred fifty dollars no problem (laughs) on clothes and clearance items that I just felt like I needed or that would give me that dopamine boost and I'd literally get home, put the bags on my bed and I would immediately feel regret because I knew I couldn't afford it and I knew I was putting it on my credit card and I knew I had debt, you know, student loans and all these things and yet I just needed something to feel good about. I used my relationships. I bounced from relationship to relationship just trying to feel good. You know, just trying to feel needed and feel like someone loved me. And like I, you know, and a distraction, I guess, from the unhappiness in my other areas of my life. Because nothing was more uncomfortable than me having to look at me. You know, me having to really like look at myself and even like... I don't want to use the word critique because it's not – I know now it's not critiquing. It's just awareness. It's about being able to look in the mirror and see the things that you don't like and know that it's okay and, like, to do something about it. But at the time, my self-esteem, like, I just wasn't there. I wasn't ready. I was so vulnerable and I was so just, again – at such a low point in my life that I didn't even realize how low I was at the time. Um, so I really feel like the turning point for me was probably when I was 27. Um, you know, I this cycle just continued. I I did travel. I did things. I did take risks. There were periods and moments that I look back that I do feel like. I listened to my intuition and I took leaps and I I was as I got to a point of just being so sick of myself. I really did. I did get to a point where I was so frustrated with putting everybody else first and feeling like I was living this vicious cycle of getting into relationships finding flaws, them ending, having to start over. I I changed jobs multiple times thinking, again, I'll, I'll get a new position. That will make me happier. And I just got to this point that I was like, I had, and, you know, this things that were, were playing out in my relationships, friendships, putting up, you know, again, I was just getting burned out. I was so burned out by just trying to figure out why I could not feel as happy as I wanted to, that I got to this point where I was like, F it. Like, fuck this. I'm going to do what makes me happy, whatever that looks like. And that led me to, you know, I did, I t- started traveling, and that was one of the first things that I realized that my soul started to light up. I started traveling and really just kind of getting more unapologetic. I got more unapologetic about the things that I wanted and I started to get a little bolder and, you know, I started to realize like, you know, I don't, I need to be good on my own. That was like the first turning point for me was again, I just realized that I needed to be happy on my own and that came from many failed relationships and having like another really serious relationship ending and moving home for probably the fourth time. I think I moved home probably four or five times in my 20s from moving, having to, you know, breaking up and moving out and having to start over essentially. Um, I'm so thankful (laughs) for my parents. But still, it just felt so pathetic to me to be, you know, 27 years old, living at my parents' again. And I finally just like drew a line in the sand of like, I need to start putting myself first. And so I went on, I I did, I started to really kind of get more inward. Um, I don't know necessarily that I, I really discovered personal development yet, but that was really when the seed started to be planted of, I need to do more work on myself. I, th- I think I got into therapy at that point. And lo and behold, you know, as a classic, you know, We all, they all say this, right? I think we all heard our mother, grandmother, or whoever say this. But when you stop looking for what you're seeking, you find it. And when I stopped focusing so much on like finding the right guy and, you know, finding the job, you know, and all of these things and trying to fit all the external pieces of my world together, I, I follow, you know, I met my now husband. And, My husband and I are actually, he's like a perfect example of like, you're never going to see what's right in front of you. You're never going to see the good that's in front of you if you're always focusing on the lack, if you're always focusing on the scarcity, you know, and you're never going to manifest what you want in your life if you're always focusing on what you don't have. And so it was like, I stopped focusing on it and then there he was. And he was there all along, but I just didn't see him. And, um, you know, I remember very vividly our first date, just, I finally said yes to going on, having a date with him. Our very first date, I was just like hooked line and sinker. It was the best day of my life and it was the most simple low key date ever. Um, and I just had this gut feeling. I just knew that this was who I'm meant to be with. and. You know, that was, that was like my big, again, another turning point for me of, all right. And it, we had a very fast progression. Like I said, I was 27, 28. Um, we, we were, we literally dated a year, got engaged, were engaged for a year, got married. were are married for a year, bought a house <laughs> and got pregnant. And here we are five years in or whatever six I don't know how long oh my god I can't do math I'm not gonna do the math at this moment but that is how our relationship has progressed and it's been very fast and very very almost immediately like paralleling my relationship with my husband of when we met and you know like I said I was already on this path of personal growth I it became more of a it became more important to me once I actually was with you know just dating my husband because the vision of what I truly wanted started to become so clear to me. I saw that I wanted this simple life. I saw that I wanted so badly to be near family, to live out in the country. I knew, like, you know, at the time I was still like, well, nursing is my calling, but I have this, I just feel like life this I'm, I'm not living the life yet that I really crave to live but I know I can see it I can sense it I can I can feel that I'm on my way and you know I felt like I knew that my husband Nate was a part of that and being with him made me realize just I had lost sight of the things that brought me joy and I started to start to explore that more but in contrast you know the people in our life are always teaching us something. And the contrast, the trigger for me was realizing how low my self-esteem still really was. In so many ways, I felt empowered of like, you know, I felt like a badass. Like I I knew I could travel on my own. I knew I could pick up the pieces of my life. I knew I was a doer. I knew I could get shit done. But when it came to like You know, having confidence in literally just myself, my body image, um, my opinions, my my worth. I still was hiding a lot of that underneath the surface. And when I got together with Nate, it was just so clear to me like he was my opposite. He's very confident. He's very sure. He's very grounded. And I just wasn't – being – in his presence, just showed me, it showed me what I, again, still was trying to seek, and still trying to create for myself, and it almost made me un, um, feel more insecure at times, like he brought out insecurities of mine, I didn't even know I had, um, you know, finances was a big one, because again, I came into our relationship carrying all that debt from my 20s, um, I was in over like $10,000 credit card debt, $20,000 of student loans still left to pay. And here I was with this guy who'd been in his career for, I don't know, since he was 21 and had all his debt paid off, had his own house, all of these things that like to me were like just so admirable, but yet I I knew, I just felt ashamed and I had a lot of just shame and guilt that I battled with those first few years and into our marriage um, that I set out to work on. And that was what really led me to coaching. Um, it was within that first year of us dating that I knew that, my, like, I, I knew that now that I was with the, like, I knew my body image was where I needed to start. My self image was really where I needed to start. And I found Beachbody um, through, I don't even know, I was doing Beachbody actually, Beachbody programs, didn't know about the coaching opportunity and somehow, someway, I stumbled across, oh, I started sharing on Instagram, (laughs) I was doing BBG for a little while, started sharing again, I was so lonely and I didn't even, because I just never quite felt here I was. I had the guy. I was a nurse. I We lived in this adorable house. We had dogs. I had so many things, and yet all I could find, see was the lack in my life, and I felt very lonely. Um, just I still felt very under, misunderstood. I had this craving for personal growth, but I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. I knew I wanted to feel more empowered. I wanted to feel more confident. I didn't know how to achieve that. And so I think in a way, you know, the universe, like, pushed me to put my start putting myself out there posting sweaty selfies and i found my then coach um who introduced me to beach body i started you know have again having a routine having a program having a community to belong to you know when you're like i said achieving things was very f- securing for me you know like it, it felt good to be in action mode and to be doing something and I think that's one of the reasons why exercise has always been such a, of a huge important piece of my life because I need that outlet. I love feeling, you know, endorphins and my relationship with exercise has completely changed from, from then. But even then it was a it part of what grounded me and I ended up, you know, stepping into beach body coaching because I started, was introduced to personal development. Um, I started reading personal development books and I started developing a bit of a morning routine. And I just remember starting to feel, oh my, like opening, like I was opening up. Like I was opening up and discovering like this whole new world of, oh my God. You know, it was the first time I finally started to ask myself these harder questions of like, do I need to feel this way? is this really mine? Is this really like who I am? Am I really this insecure? Or is my body really this flawed? Or am I just looking at it in a completely critical way? You know, I I was a very, I struggled with disordered eating for years, over-exercising, and just because I just had such a critical self-image and that transcended into every way, not just physically. Um, but physically was where my journey began. So healing myself, working on my personal growth, and I felt so inspired that if I was starting to feel pretty dang good, and I was starting to make you know changes, if with knowing how much I had struggled, I felt like there had to be others like me. There had to be other normal, quote unquote, normal girls, women that. struggling like I was but you know hiding it so heavily with just this and putting out the image that everything was okay and putting out the image that their life was you know quote-unquote successful and working and not perfect because I don't even think that is possible (laughs) but but just you know that everything's good and you know that's what i did for the last 5 years i've been a beach body coach uh, the last 5 years and throughout our my whole relationship with Nate essentially my with my husband i i was coaching and coaching became like my gateway it taught me so much i'm so thankful for it because you know it really is when i started to put myself out there it's really when i started to work on myself But the thing about working on yourself and that's so important this the most crucial part of this is the awareness and the more that i you know dove into the work and the more that i i the more i was out there put myself out there the more aware i became of just how unaligned i was um i i i knew i felt the anxiety this is when my anxiety really started to kind of heighten. It was like I I had this sweet spot of, you know, like many of us, we start to feel good, we start to feel better. And then it's like, but nothing's actually changing because we're just changing our external reality. Because the stories of mine weren't actually changing. You know, I was doing the things, I was filling my brain with like good feeling thoughts and, you know, I was surrounded by more, you know, some positive people and, positive community, and all these things, but I still had these beliefs that I was actually working from. I still didn't believe I was worthy, you know, to be a leader. I still didn't believe I was worthy of money. I still didn't believe I was worthy of putting myself first instead of others. I still felt like I was living these patterns and yet I consciously desired so much more and this is when I really started to feel so stuck was I, you know, again, got so distracted by just being a fiance, getting married. And then I got, we were married and I immediately was overcome with just like, again, this, I, I should be so happy. I should be so happy at this point. I should be settled. I should feel good. I have, again, we had a adorable home. We had dogs. We were married, like we were healthy. We had families. Like I had so much. I had a job. He had a job. We had so much to be grateful for. And how frustrating is that feeling when you know that you have so much to be grateful for and yet still doesn't feel like enough. And that was what I just kept living with. I kept getting to these points of like, and this transcended in my coaching, in my business. Like I would achieve these things and it never felt enough, right? I would do complete programs, you know, I'd sign on these new customers, they'd get results and all these things and I would hit ranks in my business and it just never was enough. And it started to really get to me of like, why isn't this enough? Like, what is wrong here? And so then I started to set my eyes on, like, it's my job. It's nursing. it's That's what's causing me so much stress. If, if I could just do coaching full-time and be home full-time and have more freedom with my time, then maybe, like, that's when I'll be happy. And, you know, fast forward, I did that. I achieved that. I, you know, right before 2020, we got married in 2018 and in 2019, I remember getting my business to a point where I had was making um, enough most of what my nursing income that I felt comfortable to step back. I felt comfortable to put in my notice with nursing. I knew that we wanted to start our family, you know, sooner than later. Um, but again, I had so much fear about doing that and still working at the hospital and um, just. I just still felt like so much fear over can like what would change in my life and could I handle the change? Was I ready? Was my was I strong enough? Like was I secure enough in who I was that I was ready to had I cleaned up enough of my own shit basically that I was ready to bring a child into this world and not project it all all over them. And that was a very real fear of mine. And one of the things that, again, controlling, one of the things that I decided that I was going to stay in control of before I decided to let myself, you know, open myself up to motherhood was that I was going to step back from nursing and I was going to come home and be a full-time coach. That was something that I had in my vision. And again looking back i know like this is all coming from a place of just controlling and needing to control my world but that was what i did and you know as luck would have it too as timing would have it the universe have it i came home in july uh i stepped back from full-time nursing to per diem and then in october of 2019 we bought our house And in the same month, I found out I was pregnant. So I officially literally like completely stepped back from nursing at that point. um, And was a full-time coach at the end of 2019. And we moved into our house. And I felt so like, again, like lucky at the time. So blessed that here we are moving into our dream home. I'm pregnant and I'm a full-time coach. And that only lasted for so long because as soon as the dust settled, I started immediately focusing on achieving again. Well, I need to hit this certain rank in order to be making the money that I want to be making for when the baby comes, or, you know, like, and everything just kind of started to crumble. Um, you know, this, I worked so hard to get to that point, and then I had multiple people coaches quit on my team and immediately i felt the triggering of my worthiness just plummet and again i'm like i thought i had overcome this i thought i i i, I thought i was stronger than this i thought i had more self worth than this and it very quickly just became you know, again, I started to focus a lot more on my social media, focus on the things I could control. And the things I could control were taking pretty pictures and, you know, being an inspiration to others as best as I could. And, you know, a lot of that ended up coming up through social media. Um, And so that's really what carried me through for a lot of months um, from 2019 through 2020 was, trying to be a light on social media but what I didn't realize was I had such an unhealthy attachment to it. I was getting my daily dopamine hits from the likes and the comments and the story views of my Instagram and it's just like living in a house of cards. I don't know if any of this is relating to you but when you like are getting your happiness from literally like all material things um like I said I would feel good when I worked out but that that one hour window before and after around my workout never lasted and so I'd look for my hits from dope you know Instagram social media again other people my you know my husband friendships it never really was coming from just me and this was something that really started to kind of build up in me. But obviously, I was pregnant. And I was distracted and excited for that. But, you know, the last two years, you know, after having my son, you know, new mom life is so consuming. And it's so life-changing. And I had, I have the most beautiful son. And I have the, you know, like, it just overwhelmed me it got me to a place of just like this is when my anxiety really started to go from something that I just like a low level something that I just always lived with and it mostly just had to do with myself and my body image and it was something that I felt like I couldn't manage to something that I felt like I couldn't because now I had this little human that depended on me and he was perfect and beautiful and I it wasn't enough, (laughs) like, my life wasn't enough, I have this gorgeous home, I had a, you know, I have an incredible husband, we have an incredible life, I had support, my family was so supportive, you know, my parents are incredible people, and they've always been there for me, and I had, you know, income, I had a business, I had so much working for me, and yet all I could see was, like I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel fulfilled. And at the, t- I didn't know how to separate that. I didn't know how to not make that about me. I didn't know that it was normal and okay because I didn't I couldn't see that literally that I was just living stories, you know. I was just living stories from you know, my past in my childhood that I hadn't yet uncovered and become aware of. And that those stories could change. And that I didn't have to do what everyone else was doing. That I didn't have to be perfect all the time. That it was okay to ask for help. I didn't have to do, do, do in order to be worthy. I, I just, I didn't know any of these things, you know. And that was when it was probably like four or five months into postpartum that I really started to struggle um, heavily with my my anxiety and overwhelm. And that led into um, this last year. And just, it finally started to hit me that this isn't my life. (laughs) It is my life, but this is not the life that I'm meant to live. I am not, this is not the life that I crave. This is not the life that I envision. I am meant for so much more, I know I have gifts, I know I'm meant to help people, I know I'm meant to be, I know I want to be happy, I know that I can be happy, I know that life is good, you know, and it's good, and it should be good, and it gets to get better, and it gets to be good, but I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling how I need to feel, or want to feel, and I'm just so thankful and so glad in a way that I hit such a rock bottom with postpartum. Because it really is what led me to my healing. My true healing of really finally accepting that I cannot get there on my own. That I cannot just wish my way to a better life. That I have to be willing to look in the mirror. I have to be willing to ask for help and guidance and and support to navigate these things and to help myself create and rewrite the life that I actually truly want and have the courage to step into it. The courage, you guys, the courage to be vulnerable, the courage to, like I said, ask for help and to go back going back to the fear list, understanding and deciphering having discernment of when your fear is truly just your ego and it's 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 only just trying to keep you safe and comfortable and the comfortability ability of the life and programming that you've been living but that by giving into that every time you're just getting stuck further and further and deeper and deeper into the cycle And the more that I stayed stuck, the more of a victim I continued to be to my anxiety, to these stories that I was living. And it became so bad. You know, the saying is sometimes it has to get really, you know, you have to hit rock bottom. That's so true for me. It was so true for me. And I'm just so thankful that at the same time, while I was you know, in like at at this, at that time, I still had the courage to start seeking the help that I really needed. You know, I, I listened finally to my gut telling me that I wasn't in alignment with my business anymore. I finally listened to my gut telling me that you are meant to help people in in a deeper, more profound way. I listened to my gut telling me that I I didn't have it all figured out. There is something more here. There is something deeper here. This isn't just normal anxiety. This is something that this is this is belief. This is belief story like this is my identity that I isn't serving me. It's sabotaging me. It's ruining my marriage. It's ruining my my daily happiness. It's ruining, you know, the, my perception of motherhood, you know, or ruining ruining my journey up through motherhood, not allowing it to be and feel what I, I know it should be and what I want it to be and can be, it was having the courage to step into that fear anyway, to step into the fear regardless of finances, regardless of I, I no longer knew the outcomes or what was coming but I, I, get, I did it anyway. I, I knew that I had to let that go. I knew that the only way for me to get where I needed to go. I needed to let go of the how. And I needed to let go of trying to control it. And I needed to let it. I just needed to let it flow. I needed to allow myself the space and time to heal. And I needed to allow myself the support um, to do that. And... That led me to um, my getting into my life coaching certification course. It led me into that Reiki appointment (laughs) therapy, trying Reiki uh, for the first time to getting closer, more in touch with my spirituality, more in touch with just my body. Um, You know, I finally started to tap in more to my intuition and to my feelings instead of just what I felt like I needed to do and my shoulds and my, my conscious. And I started to focus on really decluttering my life, peeling back the things that no longer served me, letting them go and moving through that. Truly moving through that. It took time. It was painful. Letting go of identity is not easy. You know, letting go of your, your ego is not easy. But damn, damn, has it changed my life. And it saved my marriage. It, you know, nothing about my marriage in the external sense has changed, but I've changed. And that came from me drawing a line in the sand again, but for real this time that I can only control me. I can only control what I do. I can only control my feelings. I can only control my actions, and my boundaries, and my discernment, I can't control my husband, I can't control my baby, I can't control my parents, or my family, social media, I can't control anybody, but I can do this, I can do what's best for me, I can lead with what my heart, and soul, and intuition is telling me to do, I can lead from there, and I know, and trust now that as long as I'm doing that, everything is going to work out, everything is going to flow into place, because that's the real, that's the truth, that's my truth, and if I'm living in my truth, whether that means that I ended up, you know, my, whether that means separating or, you know, having to start over again, at least this time, I, I know it's truly something that I need to do, Versus something that I'm just doing because I'm afraid to actually dig into the work of healing myself. And I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful because it's truly changed everything about the way my days flow. It's changed my marriage. It's changed my relationship with myself. It's changed my business. You know, I, I find, I feel so aligned with the choices that I'm making and the choices that I've made, and I just continuously get more and more proof that I am following my path, and that I am in, you know, in sync with the universe, and I'm in sync with myself, and of course I have moments, of course I have bad days, of course I get off track, of course I'm in the thick of it myself. And I love to say this to my clients that none above, none below. I learned this from my mentor. I know that I don't have it all figured out. I know that I'm not perfect. And I know that this, I know now with every fiber of my being that this journey never ends. I'm always going to be growing. I'm always going to be up leveling. I'm always going to be meeting resistance in some way, shape, or form. But the more that I dive into this, The more that I get into, go deeper into my own healing, the easier it becomes, the more aligned I become, the the faster I move through it, and the more in tuned I just feel. And so that's really where the vision of this podcast came from, is I, once again, know and feel in my heart that I'm not the only one. I know that we as women are so used to putting ourselves last we're so easily caught up in these old beliefs and these old stories and we just think that that's how it is we just think that's who we are and that we don't get a say and that we don't have power and there's so many reasons and so many excuses because we become wives and we become mothers and we take on and we wear all these different hats and we have to you know, provide, provide, and do and do and give and give that we stop and forget. And we never or we never realize that by resisting that, by resisting what you need, resisting who you are, resisting the pain or calling within you is actually truly leading you to where you ex- don't want to go. You're not living in alignment. You're not living, you know, the relationship, the marriage, the motherhood journey. Like you're not living what you truly are capable of. And that is what I know from firsthand experience. I know now that I was really holding myself back and robbing myself of so much joy and so much happiness because I didn't have the courage back then to do what I'm doing now which is to be selfish and is to put myself first and put my own needs first and to live in alignment with myself because when I'm in alignment with me, I'm in alignment with everyone else. You know, I'm in alignment with the life that's meant for me. I'm in alignment with the people that are meant for to be in my life. And that makes everything so much better and so much sweeter and so much... I just feel so much more at peace and that is my deepest hope for you is that I get to share here my journey through personal growth, my journey through my marriage and navigating that and navigating motherhood and navigating entrepreneurship and all the ups and downs and growth that comes with that and truly building a life that I love and love to wake up to because I can honestly... 1000% tell you that I wake up craving my life I wake up with so much joy and so excited to start my day because I truly feel like I'm living my life now and that's what everything that I possibly want for myself for anyone my clients you whoever every woman I want to feel that way Ah man, gosh, I don't even know how long I have been talking, but I am just so grateful that you're here. And I hope that in some way, shape or form, you could see yourself in my story. And I know there's so much more we can always go into. And there's obviously so much more. And I can't wait to peel all that back and just, you know, share that with you. But for today I hope that you have a little bit of a more clear understanding of my journey my life and what has led me here and if this resonated with you at all I hope that you will take a screenshot of it and that you will share it on your stories let me know what you're excited about um, about this podcast what you're excited to hear about um, what you loved about it and just share it My, my 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 biggest hope is that you'll just share this and pay this forward to help someone else help another mom help another woman that may be struggling realize that she's not alone there's nothing wrong with her there's nothing wrong with you you are incredible and you can change your life and it does get to get better and it will get better you are in control Thank you so much for listening to the Lovely Life podcast. If you resonated with this episode, please take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Lovely Life Tribe Co. Because if you connected with this episode, it's likely your other friends will too. So, until next time, keep growing, keep shining, and keep building that life.